At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back into Rams Showcase. Tonight, could Aaron Donald retire? Plus, roster shakeups leave some question marks. And later, your fan quesos. Next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back into Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio on the fan side of network. I am your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bex. I am laying down the law for you tonight. A lot of cool stuff to get into. Actually, um, we are talking about Aaron Donald, of course. We have to talk about Aaron Donald. There's a lot of stuff going on with Aaron Donald right now. And uh, a lot of stuff that needs to be deciphered. And unfortunately, I won't be able to answer all of your questions regarding that simply because we don't have all the answers yet. Uh, But we'll also talk about some of the reaction that I've seen come out uh, from the schedule. There's uh, some other couple little tidbits before we get started, though. Some housekeeping for you. If you are hearing the audio-only version of this, hey, great news. There's a YouTube channel for Ram Showcase. Search Ram Showcase on YouTube or youtube.com slash Ram Showcase and you can subscribe there. You also get the podcast broken into little clips, little bite sizes. If you're not, you know, fully hungry for the Rams knowledge, then you can just take a little a little nibble. Uh, if you are watching me on YouTube, good news for you that there is an audio-only version and it is available wherever you already find your favorite podcast. That is everywhere. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean. I could go on. I'm not going to, but you get the idea. The Ram Showcase is in a lot of places, and you can find it there. Also, uh, every page of the fan-sided Rams pages, which would be ramblinfan.com, it is embedded right in there. But you know what? Based on the numbers that I can see and that I have access to, chances are that if you're hearing my voice right now, you're probably on Ramblin' Fan. According to what I can see in the numbers, just just statistically speaking, you're probably hearing me on Ramblin' Fan. But the good news is there is a video version as well. All right, we're going to talk about this first because I want to get into this before we get into the real the, the real beefy stuff here. All right, uh, first and foremost, we have some numbers for you. All right, Troy Hill, newly acquired, uh, or, or back, I guess, uh, <laughs> cornerback, is going to be rocking number two. The old Robert Woods number. I found that really interesting, but hey, two and five at the corner spot. I don't hate that one bit. And I do fully anticipate that Troy Hill is going to be like CB2. I don't anticipate that changing. I was on the Robert Rochelle train, but now that he's here and he's back and I mean, it was, we didn't want him to leave. I know I didn't. I know a lot of you did not as well, uh, but he is now back. I do anticipate him being the RB or the, excuse me, the uh, CB2 opposite of Jalen Ramsey. Some other numbers that we have gotten, uh, we did get some rookie numbers now. And uh, where did I put these? Oh, no. Okay. So we did get a we did get our rookie numbers. Uh, none of them were that insane. Um, I, I would say like Bruss took 60. That, like that didn't stand out to me at all in any way. 
Uh, so I just got a couple for you that I wanted to talk about. Kyron Williams, the running back out of Notre Dame, he did take number 23. That was the number vacated by running back Cam Akers, who will now be in number three, which was worn by Odell Beckham Jr. last season. I was a little bit surprised, though, that he did not go with number 39. Uh, with his history of of being a, a massive Steven Jackson fan uh, coming from St. Louis, uh, I, I did kind of anticipate that that would be the case, but it is not the case. He will be wearing 23, so we'll still see a 2-3 back there running the rock. Darian Kendrick, the defensive back, he takes number 6, vacated by Johnny Hecker, so... This is going to be the first time in quite a while and the first time back in Los Angeles that we will see a player not named Johnny Hecker wearing number six and Russ Yeast takes number 43. And I don't know what it is about the number 43 on a Rams uniform. I just think it looks real crispy. So that's why I point that one out. Like I said, the other ones, none of them really stood out to me as far as like anything like uh, really super catchy or anything like that. So uh, who is it? Lake, I, I want to say it was 37. That's another one that was that that kind of just something about it on a Rams uniform. And maybe it's because they're so rare. Like you don't see a lot of 43s. You don't see a lot of 37s. Maybe it's that that uh, that I really like. I, I enjoy seeing those numbers on on players. Maybe maybe I, I, maybe I, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, I definitely don't know what I'm talking about, but either way. Those are uh, some of the, your some of your numbers. Um, I did get asked about uh, Dicker, uh, what number he's wearing. I don't know, but I also, you know what? I'm super, I'm not really worried about it. <laughs> uh, simply because, I mean, yeah, it's cool. Um, it's funny. I get the names. I, I get the jokes uh, involving uh, the name Dicker and the fact that he is a kicker. Hilarious. Uh, absolutely. Um, definitely super funny and stuff. But um, I... Ultimately, he's a preseason leg, in my opinion. I, I don't think that he's going to beat out Dixon or Day for either of their spots. So I do think that he will be participating in the preseason games, uh, which is against the, the Chargers, the Texans, and the Bengals. Uh, outside of that, I do believe he would be cut after that. And then we will enter the season with Dixon at punter and Gay at um, at the at the kicker spot. So I, I, I don't I don't know his number, but I also don't think it's super important. I don't know if anybody's going to go out and buy themselves a Dicker jersey. I don't know if that's if that's what you're looking for or something. But hey, either way, it's all good. Uh, real fast. Also, before we hop in, I've got two really like good topics that I'm really excited to talk about. But uh, Steve Sarkeesian, uh, Texas head coach, he will be meeting with Sean McVay for a couple of days, and the whole intent is to try to find out how to score more touchdowns. That's literal quotes that we're talking about here, and this is what happens when you're Super Bowl champions, I suppose, is that uh, you're getting college guys like, hey, what are y'all doing up there? <laughs> it's like, hey, man, aren't you, like, going to the SEC soon? Like, don't you, shouldn't you know how to score some touchdowns, bro? Anyway, I, I mean, I digress, but... Uh, Texas is set to join the SEC, and this is going to be my little sidebar on Texas joining the SEC and the fact that it is 100% BS. Uh, that's simply because I'm a Texas A&M fan, and I don't get me wrong, I cannot wait to get the Texas-Texas A&M rivalry back. I'm super pumped about that. What bothers me about it, though, is the fact that the SEC approached Texas first and asked them if they wanted to come over to the SEC. Texas said no, so they asked Texas A&M. Texas A&M goes over gets Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher's, you know, taking shots at Nick Saban and they're now beefing, which I'm really invested in. Probably too much. I will say that. I'm too, too invested in that. It's hilarious to me. Uh, but so, so Jimbo comes in, the, the, the Aggies are just like kicking all of the butt cheeks out here, doing an awesome job, beat Alabama last year. It's been some really fun stuff. Uh, and now, now that 
Texas A&M is stealing all the Texas recruits. Texas is like, what? Hey, wait, wait a minute. We want to play too. Like, it's like y'all had your chance. All right. But I, either way, they're coming to the SEC and I don't know. There's a, there's some major changes coming to the, the college football landscape, college sports in general are going to see a very, very big overhaul very soon. I can just feel it coming. Uh, this NIL stuff is getting real dicey and, and fast. Like this just started and it's already getting real rough. So I think that there's going to be some shakeups going on there and uh, we'll see what, it, what that, that impact has on the, like the NFL draft. I, Cause I do think that that is going to have an impact and uh, what I see happening and I have no basis on this at all. Just, just my knowledge of watching sports in my short 30 years of existing on this planet uh, is that I would guess that what is happening in the course that we are currently on uh, would lead me to believe that college sports is going to break up into different conferences and then stand alone by themselves, not under the umbrella of the NCAA. So could it be the SEC versus other, you know, conferences? I know that there's like that alliance out there with like with the Big Ten and, and whoever else, uh, ACC, I think they kind of like joined forces. They're linking elbows out here now because uh, the SEC is mad powerful and for good reason. There's some very, very talented teams in the SEC, but uh, it's just kind of interesting to me, and uh, that's kind of where I see it it going, is that it'll kind of break up, and then I just don't know what kind of impact that would have on the NFL draft and uh, what that would mean for, for players coming through college into the NFL. Do they bypass the NFL com- or the college football completely now? I don't know. Could it, could we see something similar to the NBA? I would hope not. Um, we, we really don't need to see like 19-year-olds in the NFL, I would say. Um, I, I think it, that the, having the, that college experience, I think, is extremely powerful. And then seeing guys like Pat McAfee talking about their college days and their uh, like he talks with A.J. Hawk a lot about their college time, uh, McAfee at West Virginia and, and Hawk at Ohio State, of course. And then just like hearing those stories, it seems like that was really their solid preparation for the NFL. And a guy like Pat McAfee, you know what? The way that he was in college, I'm not sure he makes it in the NFL if he goes straight to the NFL and doesn't have that experience at West Virginia and then going through the the process of getting, you know, scouted by NFL teams and such. Uh, so I don't know. It's 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 a it's a whole bunch of craziness right now um, as far as college football goes and stuff like that. But Steve Sarkeesian, to wrap it back up, uh, is uh, is going to visit with Sean McVay to try to score more touchdowns in college football. He's a head coach and he doesn't know how to score touchdowns. So now he's finding our coach. You know what? Maybe... I would say part of this is because I don't like Texas. <laughs> I stand by it. I don't care. All right, moving on. We can talk about Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is unbelievable. Uh, uh, we, I think we all know that. We, we know what a monster he is. We kind of know that, um, you know what, maybe if he doesn't get the pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo in the NFC Championship game, maybe he finds a, finds a guy. And, um, and uh, oh man, I'm going I'm to blank on the name. Uh, was it Traven Howard? Traven Howard get that get, doesn't get the pick. Maybe in the Super Bowl, if Aaron Donald doesn't get to Joe Burrow on that last play, well, Jalen Ramsey was on the ground, so I mean he got up pretty quick. I'll give him that. But do you fall down and then and then catch up to Jamar Chase? Probably not. So that's probably maybe I don't want to say probably. It may, it's maybe a touchdown unless Aaron Donald gets to Joe Burrow, which he did. So without Aaron Donald, maybe the Rams don't make it to the Super Bowl. Without Aaron Donald, maybe the Rams don't win the Super Bowl. So I think we all understand and know what kind of impact that Aaron Donald does have on this Los Angeles Rams team. I think we've seen it for years. And the conversation is now getting back to, could Aaron Donald retire if he does not get the money 
that he is looking for from the Los Angeles Rams. I'll be honest, this feels like a negotiation tactic to me. Um, it, from what side, I'm not sure, because we've, we've seen a lot of different reports coming out. And it's kind of hard to decipher these reports. And that's always what you got to do. You cannot take any report at face value and just say, this is what happened. Okay, that is the truth. You know, you just can't do it. It's not the way the NFL media works right now. A lot of the NFL media is giving information and and pushing narratives and stuff like that. It's, it's just part of it. It's just part of media. It happens. It's not... I don't say that as, as, as it's a negative thing. It's just part of the world that we live in. Is is some One side will leak a certain thing. and I mean, we can point to even like the Drew Brees, Fox commentating situation. That was obviously Fox saying, if you don't do this now, we don't really want you. You know, I can go into that later if you care enough. But I don't see Aaron Donald retiring. I, like I said, I do think that this is a negotiation tactic. Uh, the last time that Aaron Donald was due up for a contract, I almost nailed it. And that's not me say, saying it to, to necessarily brag. I mean, it is a little bit, but that Joe Stradamus prediction of a contract is not necessarily what, you know, pays any of the bills of, of uh, getting Aaron Donald's contract right. I was within $1 million. I said that he was going to get uh, six years for $136 million. His deal was uh, six years for $135 million, So I was right in line there. Uh, but this time, I'm thinking that he could get about 35 to 40 a year. If I had to lock in a guess on what I think he's going to make as far as a contract extension goes, I would say about 38 a year for a four-year extension. And he does have three years remaining right now, so that kind of changes a lot of different things as far as the uh, the cap hits and when that money's being paid and, and the bonus money and stuff like that. Because you can stretch some stuff, but if his salary is going up, you don't want to stretch it too much because on that back end, then you're gonna to have to you're gonna to have to pay the piper, and that piper's name is Aaron Donald, and he will get his money because that's what he does. He he gets what he wants. He's Aaron Donald, so I mean naturally. Um, but he also um, he's already made his 2022 uh, roster bonus that was paid out on uh, what was it St. Patrick's Day, I believe it was, uh, of a five million dollar roster bonus just for existing. <laughs> he got five million dollars, which is awesome. I'm not that's not a bash at all. His 2022 cap hit is $26.7 million, so an extension really could ease that money, uh, ease that cap number, and then also put money into Aaron Donald's pocket, which I think is what everybody really wants here. Uh, I think that the Rams would love to to pull down that cap number and then be able to, to bring back a guy like OBJ, but Aaron Donald, obviously, with what he's done and who he is, of course he wants to make more money, and I think he deserves to make more money. He deserves to make, like, he, he should basically be able to write a number down on a piece of paper, slide it across the table, less need, and just, yeah, that's what he gets paid now. You know what I mean? That's kind of how Aaron Donald, in my opinion, that's the kind of pool that Aaron Donald should be able to have. But let's also not forget that Aaron Donald is an absolute monster. And the second he is no longer on this Rams roster, the Rams are a worse football team. And you can say he's one player all you want to. He's one of the best players the league has ever seen. And I would we can already have the conversation of is he the best Rams player in franchise history? We can already have that conversation. That is a very legitimate thing. Yes, there's arguments. Yes, you can absolutely say Deacon Jones, Merlin Olsen, Eric Dickerson, Marshall Falk. I we could go down the list of incredible Rams players. But Aaron Donald is now officially in that conversation. And I think if we're not going to put him as as the best player the Rams franchise has ever seen, he's at least on the Mount Rushmore of the Rams. The, the Mount Ramsmore, right? And I don't like that. 
Uh, I'm going to workshop that a little bit. Anyway, uh, but, I mean, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he has to be mentioned in those conversations. He just has to be. He has to be mentioned in best player currently in the NFL. He has to be mentioned as best player in team history. He has to be mentioned in the conversation of best players on defense that this league has ever seen. He's in the conversation already. He's 30 years old. Actually turns 31 this month. I don't remember exactly what day, but it is a May birthday, I believe. So, I mean, he's in that conversation. He's right up there. Jordan Rodriguez says, uh, she covers the Rams. She says that the retirement conversation is real and has been real all offseason. And reportedly, the Rams have known about this and have had confidence that they would be able to get a number to him that he would accept and continue playing but that they knew going into this offseason that that was a legitimate option for Aaron Donald that he would retire. Um, I know for myself that I do not want Aaron Donald gone. I don't think any Rams fan wants Aaron Donald to leave, uh, but he doesn't owe us anything. Uh, he's gotten this team. He's helped this team get to two Super Bowls and win one. Uh, but whether he plays for the Rams next year, he takes some time away. Um, he just kind of wants away from the spotlight. Maybe he joins the booth. Maybe he enters coaching, does something cool at Pitt as like a like a trainer or something like that. Uh, any number of options that he does have available to him because he's Aaron Donald. Um, I wish him the best either way, no matter what he chooses. I think that he's done what he needs to do for the Rams. I think that he doesn't have anything more to prove. Um now that he's won the Super Bowl, I mean, what else do you do as Aaron Donald? Stack dollar dollar bills. That's what you do if you're Aaron Donald. And I think that that's what he's trying to do. And I don't I don't bash that at all. I think that that's the, the exact right move. But he's already stamped his place in L.A. Rams history. He's already stamped his place in NFL history. I don't think he owes us anything. And then today uh, we saw the tweet come from his wife that said it is the, uh, the 20th, by the way, as, as date of recording. Um, but we saw the tweet from his wife uh, that mentioned, she's like, you, y'all will leak anything, won't you? And then he's like, yeah. <laughs> so he replied to it. Um, if I find it, I'll, I'll put it up on the screen for you. Uh, but I thought that was rather interesting because, I mean, information, especially from people like Jordan Rodriguez, is not made up. It's not something It's just, we're not just whipping noodles at the wall, hoping that one sticks. That's not the 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 way that the Rams media has typically handled themselves ever since the Rams moved back to LA um, away from St. Louis because in St. Louis we did see some of that stuff but and not to bash anybody I'm not gonna like call out any names or anything like that but we did see some some reporters in St. Louis that would kind of just it seemed like they were kind of trying to stir the pot a little bit and we don't really see that in uh, in LA I think it's a very competitive market in LA I mean simply search Rams podcasts. I mean, even the amateur dudes, I, I consider myself an amateur. Uh, uh, even us, I mean, there's there's dozens of Rams podcasts you can find. You know, I mean, it's an extremely tough market to try to enter and to be an actual reporter in the locker rooms and in press conferences and stuff like that. That's not something that anybody would take lightly. So uh, Jordan Rodriguez, I wouldn't think would, would make anything up. There, she would have no reason to, honestly. It just doesn't make any sense. And what does she gain from it? Uh, nothing. But what does what does the team game gain from this information coming out? I'm not really sure. I mean, I mean, I can try to work through it in my own brain right now because I actually don't have an answer for you. But maybe the team saying that uh, that Aaron like, oh no, we've known we've known about this that he might retire, and he still might. Like, what does the team gain from that? 
I, I don't know. Nothing really hits my brain. If something hits your brain, please comment. Uh, but on to Aaron Donald's side, I would say it makes sense that Aaron Donald's side would be like, if we don't get this massive payday, maybe we'll just leave. We ain't got nothing to prove. There's nothing else that Aaron Donald needs to prove. And so maybe that's the case. So I would say, based on the report, that it was Aaron Donald's side that leaked it. Maybe. But that's just my guess. That's why I say maybe. It's just my guess. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break here. And on the other side, we are going to address some of the comments that I've heard about the schedule. And it's it's toughness. The Rams schedule is pretty tough. So we're going to talk about that. Don't move. Welcome back into Ram Showcase. I am Sheriff Joe Beggs. Before we talk about this NFL schedule that, uh, or the Ram schedule that we have, because it's not easy. Um, but uh, before we we get into that, I did want to mention a couple of other things. Uh, it looks like uh, there are rumors that the Rams could be interested in uh, pass rusher Carl Nassib. Uh, these are completely unofficial rumors. Um, it's they're not based on anything. We don't have any information of, of like the, the team meeting with Nassib or anything like that. So it's just one of those things where somebody kind of floated it out there into the universe and then other people have been like, oh, well, that would kind of make sense and then kind of piggybacked on it. Uh, but we're in May and so that kind of stuff is going to happen. I don't think that this will happen because I don't think it's necessary, to be completely honest. I don't think that bringing, bringing in... Carl Nassib is uh, necessary by any means, and that's nothing against Carl Nassib. I think he's a, uh, a good player, but I think with who the Rams have today, I don't know if you add in Nassib and then become a better football team. I think that we have good players right now, and I would, I myself am interested in seeing those guys get out on the field and uh, sack quarterbacks and stuff like that. We've heard a lot from Justin Hollins uh, recently even. He's kind of mentioning that... Uh, that like that spot opposite of Leonard Floyd is totally up for grabs right now, and that he wants it, and I think that's uh, good news. And I mean, it's it's exciting when when a player is like, no, we don't need anybody else. We we're good because that means that he wants it. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah, of course, it's like, well, I mean, less competition, maybe it's easier, whatever. But I think that he would beat out Carl Nassib even if Nassib was in anyway. So I don't think it's really super uh, critical there. Uh, some transactions before we get into the schedule is uh, also uh, the Rams waived and re-signed uh, a few rookies, and that was tight end Roger Carter, defensive back TJ Carter, defensive back Daniel Isom, and wide receiver Lance McCutcheon. They also just waived outside linebacker. I don't know how to say this first name. It's I think it's Andres, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, Hughes Murray as the outside linebacker. So I do apologize. That's that's my bad. That is that is my fault. I'm a person who talks into microphones. I should know how to pronounce your name. That is absolutely my bad. So I I do apologize. But uh, that does mean, according to my count, that the Rams roster looks like it is at 89. And uh, right now we are allowed to have 90. So leaves one spot open. And I'm not going to beat around the bush here. I think that means OBJ comes back. I do think that th this is what happens next. I think that the Rams get a new deal for Aaron Donald and possibly Cooper Cup, open up some cap space this year, and bring back Odell Beckham Jr. I just think that that's what happens next. Also, to let it also, like on the flip side of that, I never know what the heck this team is doing. So take, <laughs> take that for what you will, but um, this team is extremely unpredictable, and they've got something up their sleeve. It kind of just feels like, 
it feels like Les Snead is cooking up something back there. You know what I mean? Like, there's something going on under that magnificent head of hair that we just don't know about right now. So we'll see what happens, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep our eyeballs on that one. Um, but also, you know what? I, the Rams will probably hold on to Tutu Atwell this season. But based on what we saw pre-injury, I don't think that Tutu Atwell is going to be a long-term player. And I think that that's, I think it's become like, I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. I'll put it that way. Based on what we've seen right now. And maybe, maybe we will have this conversation again in after preseason and I will completely change my tune. My opinions are fluid. And I want that to be known. My opinions are absolutely fluid. And I think opinions should always be fluid. As long as we get more information, like if I sit here and say that this player is bad, I don't like this player, and then he's doing awesome, but I had this opinion back then, that I, I, I don't want to stick to that just because I am like stubborn and be like, no, 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 he's, he's terrible. I don't care if he won MVP. He's terrible because I said it back here. You know what I mean? So all opinions are fluid. And as we get more information and as people progress, because people can get better, people can get worse, as as people progress, I think that, that that new information coming in can lead to a change in opinion. So I would hope, I really hope that Tutu Atwell changes my mind and is an awesome wide receiver and, and does things that we wanted Tavon Austin to do, but he never did, except for out, outside of that game in Indianapolis, which was absolutely magnificent. That game was... That was that was a clinic that Avon put on. That was good stuff. I don't care. That was awesome. That was amazing stuff. What was that Sean Hill throwing him the rock? Dang. Not even Sean Hill could stop him. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But um, that's that's another reason why I think that the Rams could benefit greatly from bringing bringing back in uh, Odell Beckham Jr. And then you got Cup, Robinson, OBJ, Jefferson. You're good. Anything below that, which I think does, there is a pretty decent drop off once you get to like Benny Sko and Tutu and stuff like that. So I would say um, it, it benefits the Rams greatly to bring back Odell Beckham Jr. And I know not everybody likes him. I get that. I 100% get that. But there's no denying his talent and the Rams got better on offense when he joined the squad. All right. Let's talk about this NFL schedule. The Rams schedule is out now and it is difficult. And we kind of already knew that the Rams were going to have a difficult schedule. Once you win your division, it's already like on average a little bit more difficult than than other schedules. Uh, our first place schedule includes the the Bills, uh, the Packers. I'm trying to think what other what other teams are in there, but I mean, there's there's good teams that that we get because we won the division. That's just the way the NFL schedule works. But the schedule complaints are really surprising me. If the Rams are able to repeat and win the Super Bowl again, wouldn't it be way more cool to say that we went through a very tough schedule and then won the Super Bowl? Isn't that cooler than being like, yeah, well, I mean, it was pretty easy, and so we did it again. It's like, no, actually, I mean, everybody was coming for us, everybody was coming for our neck, and we still got it done. Isn't that way better? I think so. There are a few different kinds of people in the world. And of course, there's a lot of different kinds of people in the world. But for this sake, I'm going to list three. There's three different kinds of people. There's the go-getter. People who just bust their butts and they go after whatever they want. Knowing that it might not happen. Knowing that the reward might not come from the work that you put in. But in a weird way, 
that's kind of the process. And like I know for myself, I, I, I put myself into this group and I know most people inherently put yourself into the, 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 the most positive group, the most, the, the group that makes you look the best. But I would say that, you know, for myself, once I achieve what I'm, what I want to achieve, it's typically underwhelming and I enjoy the process a lot more than the reward typically for myself. I like going through that grind and, and get, you know, put my head down and just going to work and just going through it and, and, and chasing it. I love the chase. That's my favorite part. My favorite part. Then you get it, you sit in it for a minute, but then it's like, okay, what else can I chase now? That's how I am. There's the other kind of person, or one other kind of person, second person, the prove-it-to-me kind of person. The person who will absolutely go after what they want as long as they know that it is achievable. So they look at the go-getter who goes after something. Maybe they don't get it. So this person, the prove-it-to-me person, is going to say, okay, well, they couldn't do it, so I'm going to go do this instead. I'm going to look at this go-getter. They got that? Okay, I'll go for that. I could do that. I could follow that path. They're not, they're not paving the way, but they will absolutely take the road and they'll work for it and they'll earn it at the end, but they'll only, they'll only go for what they know is achievable. The third kind of person is the reward first kind of person. The person who says, you give me what I want and then I promise I'll work hard for you. It's a very participation trophy kind of feeling, um, and I'm not, I'm not here to knock any kind of like parenting style. I'm not a parent, so I don't know what it's like. Um, I don't think that uh, rewarding effort is a bad thing. I do think that rewarding existence is a bad thing. We all exist. I mean, that does. It's not you're not special for uh, for existing. <laughs> if you work for something, yeah, that's cool. You know, so I, so I get it. But but there, this is the kind of person that. Um, they they want you to to give them what they want first and then they'll try for you give me my paycheck first pay me first and then I'll work for you for 2 weeks while the first person is saying okay if i try if i work really hard for these 2 weeks then i'll i'll, I'll probably get a good payday if you want the schedule to be easy you're that third person if you look at this schedule and you're like, "Ugh, this is so hard. What are we supposed? What are we supposed to do? This is a hard. We open with the bills. We got to go to Green Bay when it's cold outside. You're that third person. You wanting an easy schedule, I think, says a lot about you. And being scared of a little bit of hard work, I think that that shouts that shouts from mountaintops what kind of person you are. Being nervous about the schedule. Because it looks difficult, and it may not be. What if the Bills aren't very good? What if the Broncos with Russell Wilson aren't very good? What if Green Bay, because they don't have Devontae Adams and they don't have barely any weapons up there, what if they're not that good? Maybe the schedule's pretty easy. We don't know. All these, the the toughness is based on last year. Yeah, it's always going to be terrible to play in Lambeau when it's cold. It's always going to kind of suck. But, and it's in primetime too, it's going to be night. (laughs) It's probably not going to be that fun doesn't mean that we automatically lose that game but the toughness of the schedule is based off of last season that the whole mindset though being nervous about the schedule because it looks tough that's that's, it's soft 
But some of you hear me say that um, the I'm not scared. If you heard that, like, if you hear me define those three kinds of people and then attack one of them, <laughs> I got bad news for you, dude. You are one of them. If you hear me say the go-getter, the prove-it-to-me person, and the reward-first person, and then wreck the last person, the reward-first person, and you get mad about it, then that's what you are. If the shoe fits. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you heard those definitions, though, and and then you get mad at me, just know that it's not me who you're actually mad at. You're mad at you. If you want something, go get it. It doesn't matter what's between you and what you want. If you want it, you will go for it. And if you see the path and you wish it that it were easier, you didn't want it bad enough. If you see something that you want and then you see the path that's between you and what you want and you're like, oh man, that's tough. Ah, Why can't this be easier? Then you're not actually worried about the reward. You don't want it that bad because other people see that reward and say, I don't care what is in between me and that. I'm getting that. So I don't know. I think that whole mindset is weird. The whole mindset of this schedule is hard. Why did we have to get a hard schedule? We have to go to Green Bay in December. It's going to be cold. Why do we have to end in Seattle? It's going to be rainy and crappy, nice snow. It's going to be cold and terrible. We open against the Bills. The Bills are a Super Bowl favorite. That's a hard game. Shouldn't week one be a layup? Get that out of here, guys. Get that out of here. Isn't it way better if the Rams repeat, if we go through this intense schedule and we play tough games and beat good teams, isn't that more rewarding than if we're just, we get a cupcake schedule and plow through everybody? I don't know. That's how I feel. Anyway, <laughs> coming your way, we got fan quesos. Don't move. Welcome back into Ram Showcase. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. Let's hop into our fan quesos. Uh, got, only got a couple. We, we did not get uh, a lot of them, but that's not me um, complaining at all. It's, it's May time, and there's a lot of other cool things going on. We got the NBA playoffs happening right now. We are about into the finals there. Uh, we have playoff hockey happening right now. Go Avs. Um, I know it's it's 1-1 right now going back to St. Louis. It was a rough game. Whatever. I'm not mad about it. Um, and then <laughs> and uh, and then we also have baseball going on right now. And I know a lot of uh, a lot of my viewers are are uh, big baseball fans. So uh, definitely no uh, no hatred or anything like that. Um, not not at all. Not in the least. So I do just love fan quesos. So I like when when I get a good chunk of them. Um, I did uh, have last week where I didn't do them, so I tried to pull some over. Uh, let me see, actually, if I um, if I didn't miss any from last week. Um, let's see. I may, yeah, okay. So I did get um, I did get those ones. All right. I went through a whole thought process there. You guys have if you guys could see inside of my brain right right then. It was like that scene in SpongeBob where they're <laughs> going through the files. Uh, anyway, uh, so let's start with this one. This one coming from Gary. 
This is not a queso, but I do want to mention it anyway. Headed to the Rams-Packers game in December. Hope to see some Rams fans there. That's what I'm talking about, Gary. I will say this. Um, I'm absolutely going to this one. It's Monday Night Football. It's going to be amazing. Is that Sunday night or Monday night? I believe it's a Monday Night Football game. Um, super pumped about this one, and I uh, can't wait. Uh, we've already locked in our place to stay. Uh, we're kind of prowling for tickets, but uh, it's, you know, the schedule just came out, so ticket prices will fluctuate, so... I'm waiting. Uh, my buddy is extremely paranoid that we're not going to get him. I don't know. He's <laughs> whatever. We're we're going to the game. He, he's he's going to be fine. But um, yeah, super pumped about this game, though. Uh, I've never been to Lambeau. Uh, my dad recently went. Uh, he was just, I mean, in the area. So he stopped by uh, and took some photos stuff like that. Uh, really cool stuff. And yeah, can't wait to see such a historic venue. Uh, going to be absolutely amazing. Get to see our L.A. Rams defending Super Bowl champs take on the back-to-back MVP of the league. Going to be some really, really cool stuff out there. And I'll be honest, uh, part of me wants the worst weather game of all time in this. Like, part of me wants just, like, snow, crappiness, terrible. I want the full Lambeau experience, all right? So uh, I'm here for all of it. If it happens to be, like, 62, I ain't going to be mad about it, but I definitely really, like, I'll be stoked if it sucks. Does that make sense? (laughs) Makes sense to me. I don't know. I don't know about you guys. All right. Next one here coming from, uh, I did skip one because it was asked again. So I've got you uh, on on now, John. Uh, This one coming from Nexus Runner. Probably not real name, but if it is, that's sick. Uh, do you think that our offense will look more like the 49ers now that we can utilize three running backs? Good question. Um, but no, not really. I wouldn't say so. Uh, I would say that the Rams offense is is probably going to look ultimately very similar to how it has looked uh, in, in these past few years. We've kind of went away uh, a little bit from the, the jet sweeps as much. We used to see that a lot uh, in the early years of Sean McVay. We're not seeing that as often now. Now we're seeing a lot more play action. So from the running back standpoint and, and the, the the personnel that the Rams do have right now, I would say that we should expect that to continue uh, as far as the play action and getting that set up uh, on the uh, through the running game. And I mean, a lot of people are commenting on, on this Rams offense and stuff like that right now. But I mean, let's not forget that our best running back didn't even play until the what was it, the final week of the season or was it in the playoffs? Uh, it was uh, Cam Akers. He he was out most of the year, so I would say that uh, that baseline, you know, you lose you lose Robert Woods. That that sucks on so many different levels. It sucks because he's an awesome player. It sucks because he's such a good locker room guy. Uh, it sucks because he was the L.A. Rams. Like if you had to pick out a stereotypical L.A. Rams player, it was Robert Woods. So there's a lot of things that suck about that. But Allen Robinson, I think, is a very underrated addition to this Rams offense. And we're also going to have Cam Akers for the whole thing. Also, let's not forget, we played the Super Bowl in most of the playoffs without Tyler Higby, who I think is extremely talented. I, I don't think he gets enough credit for the talent that he actually does bring. And he's also a solid blocker, too, when it comes to the run game. And then if you can add that depth back with um, with OBJ at the, the wide receiver spot, Van Jefferson seems to be getting better and better as time goes on. So um, I, I don't know if I would say that we'll look like the 49ers because I don't think we have anybody as physical as the, the 49ers. Like the, the 49ers with Kittle and Debo, they're, they're very much punch you in the mouth while the Rams are very much like shifty. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> The 49ers are going to come up and, and hit you in the chin, and it's gonna it, you're going to be like, ah, 
<laughs> oh man, I made myself laugh too hard there. That was fun. Um, yeah, and then uh, the Rams, you just you're like you basically shake them up, and then they're like, oh, where'd you go?" And so <laughs> I had too much fun at work today. And I realize that that's probably a weird sentence to say, but I do live radio now and I, I feel like I had a good night. And so I came home now I'm doing the podcast and apparently I'm still riding that wave a little bit. So that's fun. Having a good time. Having fun over here. Anyway, um, so no, to answer your question, I don't think that we'll look like a 49ers. I think we're just, we, our personnel is too different. And, you know, because th- now they're even going to have uh, Trey Lance uh, quarterback who's a little bit more mobile but we don't actually know how good he is or bad he is i think he's bad because the the 49ers have not moved garoppolo yet and now there's stuff coming out saying that uh garoppolo is going to ask for his release if he doesn't get traded soon so we'll see uh we'll see how that team looks uh <laughs> come week one because i'm actually not sure entirely what what uh they'll look like and it's it's weird too that we'll be done with them by week eight uh is it week eight uh, that we have both of our games knocked out with uh, the 49ers. And I, I'm very surprised at that. And I don't know, because you you got to think that it's probably going to come down to us two again, right? I mean, I know that there's some power rankings, which I hate, by the way, just a sidebar. Uh, I know that there's some out there that are like, that are kind of talking about uh, the 49ers not being very good. They put them in the 20s and stuff like that. And I, I don't know if I believe it or not, but I mean, that quarterback spot, it, there's, there's question marks. And that's your most important position. I mean, the LA Rams move on from a quarterback that got them to a Super Bowl, but they saw limitations there. And the second they move on from them, the very first year, they win a Super Bowl. So, I mean, there's a lot to be said about the quarterback position for sure. There's a lot of situations that happened in uh, the, and I, I hate going back to, to Goff and talking about Goff, but there's a lot of stuff that, that happened even in the playoffs. The, like A couple plays uh, against the Bucks even that um, I I don't think that Goff makes those plays. So I I don't think the Rams win the Super Bowl if Jared Goff was still on the roster this year. So, I mean, it's a big, a big change for sure. And, um, and makes quite the impact. And some people, I guess, don't, don't know or don't uh, value that as much and say like, well, if the coach is good, then the quarterback will be elevated. Like sometimes you just need a quarterback to make a play. Sometimes, sometimes you need Matthew Stafford to, do a no look in the Super Bowl to pull off the safety so he can hit cup deep in a very important third down situation. Who else does that? You know what I mean? There's maybe two other quarterbacks in the NFL that even can make that play. So, I mean, it's a it's a big deal for sure. But to answer your question for, I think the fifth time now. No, I don't think we'll look like the 49ers offense. <laughs> All right. Um, and this one coming from John. This will be our last one of the night. Uh, do you have advice on buying tickets for Rams games, ticket outlets, hotels, seat locations, parking, airport, etc.? I have no experience. I've never been to a Rams game. This is a solid question, John, and I will do my best to give you a legitimate answer here that makes a lot of sense. But being as a Colorado person who's only been out to L.A. two times, um, uh, that's a, it's it's hard to, for me to know exactly what the is always the best situation. So. I would say that if you are watching this and you know exactly what to do and you know this stuff too, please comment below and then uh, John can go find that because John is very active here. Actually, John, um, I should probably reach out to you. That's I mean, that's not important here, but uh, um, 
But it, yeah, I, John is very active here. So uh, if you comment below some things, I'm sure he would see it, and 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 maybe we can help him out get to get to LA to check out a Rams game. So we'll kind of break this down. Ticket outlet, honestly, probably something like SeatGeek will probably be your best bet. Um, it, there's a lot of places to buy tickets, but SeatGeek really is solid. Uh, they're not a sponsor of mine or anything like that. I know that Payo actually has a a, a sponsorship that you can get some money off. So if you want to go over to to Payo time. And um and then follow his link in one of his videos, then um I that I mean that helps him out, which is awesome. But then it also gets you some money off of your ticket, which is really cool too. So uh, I would suggest doing that. Uh, at least go through that process. Maybe click through his link and then uh, and then look because anything like that kind of helps uh, the us Rams content creators and stuff like that. So so go to him because uh, they're not my sponsor. Go go through him and and do that. At least take a peek and, and see what what um what kind of money you might be able to to save through that. Hotels. We stayed at the Semesta that's right by the airport, and I mean that was fine. Um, nothing, nothing too crazy expensive or anything like that. Uh, it was a pretty decent deposit that we had to put down, but they gave it to me right away. Um, after checkout, uh, I put it on my credit card, and it was back right away. So, uh, that was good. Um, it was very close to the the venue. Uh, so we picked up a, an Uber, and I think we were there in a couple of minutes, really. So it wasn't anything nuts. I would say. It was also really nice to just be super close to the airport because I left out of LAX at like like seven thirty in the morning or something ridiculous, and which was a terrible decision on my part. I will not do that again. Uh, but I mean, maybe because I got there and there's like nobody there, and by the time my plane was taking off, that place was packed. So I don't know. Maybe I'll do that again. Not important. Um, but. I would say look for something close to the airport just simply because the the Ubers and stuff like that are absolute bananas. When we were trying to leave the stadium, like it was like $85 for the Uber for like a 10 minute drive. And it was also like a wait of like an hour and 45 minutes. So maybe it's worth it to to try to figure out some kind of different mode of transportation. But I also know when when me and my dad were there in the preseason uh, for the Chargers game, chaos getting out of that parking lot. So I almost recommend, my biggest recommendation, honestly, for SoFi Stadium is post-tailgate. That's like my biggest tip. Post-tailgate, hang out for a little bit, get, so, get keep some food and stuff like that for after the game, and then just kind of hang out for a little bit, let it dissipate, and then take off. That's like my best advice that I can give you for, for uh, SoFi. Seat location, solid question here. So I've been in two pretty decent spots. One, I was in the 300s, but I was on the back row, which was actually really nice because uh, this was in the preseason game against the Chargers. That was really nice because we had the the whole landing right behind us when there was two beer stands right behind us, real crispy. Uh, And then we had a solid view. The screen was maybe a little bit above eye level, which was flawless. Uh, And then you had a great view of of the the field. And then the second time I was right above the Rams tunnel where the Rams players run out. That was against the Jags. So I was first row right above the tunnel. And that was awesome, except for when they were on the other side of the field. Then it was like I was looking at the screen because, I mean, you can't really see over there. So when Odell caught his his touchdown, that was on the opposite end. uh, And it was just tough to see. But then like Cup caught his touchdown on our side. And that was really awesome to see. Uh, Jefferson caught his touchdown late. I actually have that video that I shared. after that game um that was that was right next to our end zone so that was really cool um yeah but i would say that 300s are always where i prefer i mean i've been even in denver uh in the i've been really close in denver i was second row behind the rams bench miserable that sucked i mean it was it was cool to be that close and stuff like that and jojo natson's like dancing and pointing to us and stuff like that which was awesome but you couldn't see a damn thing and then 
uh, 500s in Denver, that was just, that's rough because it's a huge stadium. So it's like very, like the field's like this big when you're, <laughs> when you're way up in the 500s and it gets steep up there, man. If you're drinking and walking down those stairs, hang on to the rails. Okay. But, um, and then the 300s flawless. I loved the 300s in Denver as well. So I would say 300s in most venues are probably going to be your, your best bet as far as like a sick view of the field, unless you're trying to look at the screen, then it, it completely changes. Uh, parking, I would get a ride. Honestly, I think that's your best bet is to get a ride. Um, and then maybe have a spot like we kind of did it where we left SoFi and we went over to, we went over to the in and out first. We tried to go there to, to, to find the Uber to take off, but it was still a little too packed. So we kept walking and then got a little bit further away just so that our driver could get to us. Cause I mean, the traffic was just absolutely bananas airport i would say go to lax uh the first time uh that's where, where i went when um when we played the jags so i just went into lax we were right there we were really within like a little pocket i mean we did go to venice beach and stuff like that but we were in like a pretty tight pocket as far as our trip to la uh for that game uh but then when i went to the preseason game i've got a cousin in um in riverside so we flew into ontario and then it was like an hour or something drive to get to the venue so that was a little bit more of a pain and stuff like that but i would say just flying to lax uh especially if you got dollar dollar bills to uh to drop on uh on on what is a more expensive place to get to uh honestly i went, I went from dia to lax i mean you're not gonna it's not gonna be super cheap to do that um so well i guess it's more expensive to fly out of colorado springs though Man, it's like right up the road for me. Um, but yeah, man, that's uh, that's kind of what I would say. Um, to, so to kind of sum up what, what I discussed here is I would say probably go through SeatGeek. Payo Time does have them as a sponsor, so you could save some money there and help a, a Rams podcaster, a Rams YouTuber, and and also just a good dude. So, I mean, it's worth it. Uh, and then you can, all, like I said, save some money on yourself too. Uh, hotels, uh, that one kind of just shop around unfortunately and i hate to give that advice but i would recommend going something close to the airport because it was so quick and easy uh when i was leaving the hotel to just go to the airport it took five minutes our driver was super dope i gave him like a tip it's like that and like because it was just a little shuttle bus and stuff um he was he was cool um seat location it really is preference i myself prefer the 300s parking don't do it just don't do it, man. Um, <laughs> head over, just get a ride, and then just chill in the pink lot because everybody there in the pink lot's there to have a great time. And if you're wearing Ram stuff, you're good. Also, they're pretty cool though with other people. Like we saw a bunch of Jags fans and like that. Everybody's drinking together and having a good time, eating and stuff like that. So I mean, it was all good. All those Jags fans were incredible. They were they were cool people and stuff like that. So uh, it was fun. And then airport, I would say just go to LAX, man, because um, you're, you're then you're right there. Especially if you're somebody like me who doesn't like to rent a car and just wants to to Uber around and stuff like that. Might as well be close, dude. You know. So uh, that's my advice. I think I took ten minutes to answer your question, but that's okay. <laughs> also, because um, now that I'm done with these, uh, I, I'm testing some stuff out with my with my lighting in here, and I am going to. I wasn't going to say this. I was just going to like shock the world. Um, but, uh, I, I am going to shift around my, my setup in here. The sheriff station will look different at some point this off season. I don't know exactly when, but it will happen soon. So, uh, thank you for dropping your fan quesos. We will be back to full force as far as quesos go, uh, next week and, uh, getting more back to my normal schedule. 
uh, of Rams showcase. It's been kind of a disaster. There was actually, um, what was it? Because I wanted to do Wednesday, and I was going to do it when I got home from work. But now that I do radio for work, too, I mean, I, cr- I probably could have done it, and it probably would have been fine. But my voice was a little bit fried, and I just I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could, like, get it going like I want to. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I'm, I'm too picky. <laughs> that's, that's essentially what all what that means. I'm too picky, and I'm too much of a perfectionist and to a fault sometimes. It happens. Uh, but thank you for your fan quesos. We will continue to post for that as well. Adrian's been doing an awesome job uh, keeping everybody up to date on everything on the social media pages, mainly Facebook right now. Um, but uh, we also post on the YouTube community tab, so you can uh, post those there as well. I think I'm going to go ahead and start doing them a little early so that I can make sure that I've got uh, plenty of time to, uh, to, to, to draw in the quesos, okay? So we'll keep that uh, keep that going and keep it moving and stuff like that. And yeah, hopefully get some cool Aaron Donald news soon. Maybe some OBJ news soon. Good stuff. All right, that is gonna do it for me. I am Sheriff. Oh wait, make sure to follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook.com/slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Gilbags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com/slash Sheriff Gilbags. That was my radio commercial voice. Now. <laughs> The, the legalness at the end, you know? At Sheriff Joe Bags, at Ram Showcase. That's the important part of that. My name, or... Oh my gosh. I'm falling apart here at the end, guys. <laughs> I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports World Radio on the fan side of the network. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for watching, and you have a great night. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.